0: Join Hear the Watchman this April 5th through 8th in Dallas where you'll get to meet and listen to people like David Hefner, Tracy Tennant, J.B. Walden, David Paxton, and Derek Gilbert, as well as so many others that will help you on your spiritual journey as we look at the prophetic signs in the heavenlies. You will leave feeling more equipped and empowered, ready to face this world's future challenges with a strong faith and spiritual truth. Starting February 16th, you can get $20 off in-person tickets when you use the code DIGBIBLE all one word if you can't make it in person there'll be a live stream on demand option that using the same code you can get a ten dollar off discount if you do make it in person look us up we'd love to meet you we are a community and just like it says in matthew eighteen twenty, for where two or three are gathered in my name there i am among them together with god we can do amazing things in his name can't wait to see you there and keep on digging
1: My name is L.A. Marzulli. This is Dr. Aaron Judkins. This is Trey Smith. This is Ryan Peterson. This is Dr. Jud Burton. This is Timothy Albrino. This is Derek Gilbert, and you're listening to the D.I.G. Bible Podcast. Glad
0: you made it. Come along for the ride as we search for hidden truth, explore historical context, and dig into God's Word to help us understand the past, present, and future of this supernatural world. This is Steve, along with Justin and Ben, and you are listening to the Dig Bible Podcast.
2: What's going on, all my local guys and gals? And we can't forget about those long-distance pals. We're back.
0: Who's this guy? I know. Who let him in? well, Well, let me tell you something. I was up in the woods. And I saw what I thought was a Sasquatch. No, it was just Ben. He's coming it's down the hill. It's just me. Coming down the hill. Yeah. but
2: The Edomite.
0: The, oh.
2: Esau.
3: No. No. I wouldn't go that far. I <laughs> wouldn't go that far. <laughs> Excuse me.
0: Well, well, how are you guys doing?
3: Working. <laughs> and Working. Did you forget how to Basketball. talk? Basketball? <laughs> well,
0: you haven't been yeah. on here. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. What 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 are we doing? What's what is this stuff? What is all this
2: witchcraft
0: yeah. and wires?
3: Yeah, Actually, liars if you
0: such. if you have been listening, and it hasn't released as of right now, but it will by the time this airs, you guys are all going to find out the truth that Ben's been lying to all of us. No, 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 no. Ben I has have been, not lying. been lying. Oh my! You but, are a liar. But and
3: sandbagging. I I did try very hard, and I'd studied.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I hope he had a chance to listen to the episode on Gog and Magog, and it was pretty pretty interesting. It was. I t- I was sitting there for a little bit, like, "Whoa, Ben! That's that's some knowledge you just dropped." I was loving it.
3: So now. I think it was more like the war stuff is why.
0: I don't care. I don't you know. proved to me, Ben. You proved to me that you, that you can do it. You no more sandbagging.
2: I think I got stuff I need to do. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: was awesome.
2: Well, we just got our tickets we for did. "Here the Watchman."
0: Uh, somebody still I, needs I, to. I'm,
2: I'm, ben was saying he didn't want to at first, but now he's kind of well, getting excited. Yeah, I've, I've I've got to be there. I reckon.
3: Big old Texas. Boy, That's that was a part time of my life. Four years down in Fort Hood.
2: <laughs> and if you guys, I'd say by the time this airs, what is it? It's like February the 14th or 15th, the discount code kicks in. Oh.
0: For the the, you can do the online one, the streaming one right now. But the one for the um, the in one for the in person tickets. However, this will air after that, so it doesn't really matter. Right?
2: Yeah. Doesn't matter. go to heretowatchman.com, dot com code dig Bible.
0: All one word. And you should hear that if you'd missed that or, or you have any questions, listen to the the promo that was on at the beginning of this episode. You'll hear all that information. Just come on down, see us, I mean, it's gonna be awesome. Um this is the biggest one that we've gone to so far. There's the most, the most speakers. Uh, it's, it's just going to be just a great collection of people that all we do is, you know, iron sharpens iron. We're going to strengthen each other. We're going to leave there feeling empowered, you know, with uh, God in the middle of all of us there. It's going to be amazing.
2: And I just enjoy the conversations. You know, the last one we had, we actually had a booth and sit down. And everybody just come over and sit down and hang out. So if you were there, come hang out. Yeah, we us. had some pull up a chair, some interesting conversations. <laughs> but I
0: love it, and that's yeah. the whole thing is we're there, we're we're there to help learn from each other. I mean, there's so much there, and uh, it's it, it it's just a way to to you know reach out and, and and grow the community because we meet so many new people. It's awesome uh, to meet people to get other show ideas. To um, I mean, just just grow the whole dig community.
2: And just a spoiler alert, they're not on the uh, speakers list. But uh, Ricky from uh, Dark Theological Web podcast, he is going to be there. And also uh, Karen Wilkinson, author of the book Stolen Seed Evil Harvest with L.A. Marzulli and his ministry, she is going to be there. So there will probably be some familiar faces.
0: Love it gonna be fun Ben get your tickets we might drive
3: <laughs> to the gun show to the, oh I've already got them I'm the main event son they're <laughs> half off right now uh,
0: oh man <clears throat>
3: sorry I didn't mean to you know
0: I got a little choked up over here yeah
2: <laughs> that's a vape guys I'm trying to quit smoking <laughs> I've had so many people shame me. I bent to peer pressure. Naughty, naughty boy.
0: Well, I hope I hope that people have had a chance to um, listen to a couple of the the um, dig Bible podcast corner things that we put out because the the judgment one I think is really a strong one. Oh yeah, and and it's something that we all deal with, and it's something we'll have to dive into. I want you to look in that, and we can maybe dive into that as a group at some point too, because. I think it's important to hear everybody's outlook on there because we all approach things differently, but at the same time, we have to show Jesus' love to everybody. At the same time, we don't accept sin. So we have to understand we want to be that seed and not that stumbling block for people trying to get to Christ. So,
2: Yeah, and I'm a firm believer in just say no to Pharisees. So,
0: Beware the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Yeah.
2: I, I love that verse, you know. Remove the log from your own eye before you try and remove a speck from another. In other words, mind your own business. You got your hands full with yourself, if you're honest.
0: And James that. tells us there is <laughs> there is one judge and one lawgiver. That's true. And in the end, I'm gonna have to explain what I've done in my life to Jesus, and 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 that's gonna be hard enough. I don't want to have to deal with everybody else's <laughs> stuff. I'm gonna have a hard enough time. I. I don't want to have to answer for somebody else. So all I can do is try to bring as many people with me while we go up there. You know, we can plant that seed and Jesus bring them along. And, uh, I mean, that's our whole goal. We want.
3: Talking about a seed. Why don't you all check out the mustard seed?
0: Oh, nice transition. You like that? That was you a like good that? transition. Yeah.
3: So our wives, me and Stephen's wives are part of it. And Leslie. And Leslie from, where is she, in Florida? No, she's in Texas. Texas. I'm hoping that why, she'll come. I think y'all met in Florida, was uh, Yeah, we met That's in Florida. Where, but they've okay.
0: moved out there. But I, I'm hoping she'll show up to the conference, too. But Liz that'd will be, be cool. at the conference as well.
3: That'd be cool if I can talk the wife into going and they can meet her in person. That'd be Ke- awesome. I mean, Liz obviously knows her, yes. but Keisha's never met her in person. So that'd be cool. that will be awesome.
2: So what we got going on today. Well. Since you're the part-timer, open us up in prayer, and then we'll get started. <laughs> Repent. Lord,
3: <laughs> please forgive me for not being here. <laughs> Lord, thank you for everything you've given us. Thank you for the the outreach that we can provide for your glory. Please have what we're discussing today reach the people it needs to reach. Please... Let us dwell on it and let the words come out and speak to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
0: Amen.
2: And what's so cool about what we're doing is I just seen somebody I posted a picture of like my first studio setup and it was just a little <laughs> old desk and the mm-hmm. uh the bookshelf that was on top of it was warped and <laughs> a single mic and there was my book of Enoch. And somebody like was like, I need to check on uh, that book of Enoch and do a study on that. I've not read that yet. And, and I was like, well, tune into the Dig Bible podcast because we are doing a verse by verse breakdown of that very book. And she's like, that's awesome. i will check that out. Well, I'm sure she didn't sound like that. I just, you know, that was my excited voice. Yeah, that was your lady voice.
3: Was
0: yeah. there an exclamation point on the end?
2: I to go back and look. I don't want to lie.
3: If
0: there was, then it, then, it was probably know, that, that exact voice. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, I guess
0: Ben, you weren't here with us for the first section of this, but we went through chapter one through seven or uh, through six, six. six. went through chapter six. Um, working on uh, our pronunciation, and uh, it was it was fun.
3: I won't read none of it, ha. <laughs>
0: but we're going to jump in. Um, I guess as a little sum up, we went through and it was talking about the angels, uh, that the fallen angels that came down and, um, we're going to kind of dive in and kind of see where that takes us from that point when they came down. And, uh, I guess we'll start with chapter seven. Yeah. You ready? And all the others together with them took unto themselves wives, and each chose for himself one, and they began to go in unto them, and defile themselves with them. And they taught them charms and enchantments, and the cutting of roots, and made them acquainted with plants. And they became pregnant, and they bare great giants, whose heights were three thousand L's, who consumed all the acquisitions of men. And when men could no longer sustain them, the giants turned against them and devoured mankind. And they began to sin against birds and beasts and reptiles and fish and to devour one another's flesh and drink the blood. Then the earth laid accusation against the lawless ones. That's chapter 7. That's a lot in one little chapter.
2: Yeah, a lot in just three little paragraphs there. Yes. So they took for themselves one whom they chose, and by doing so, it says they defiled themselves. So by being angelic beings, not of this realm, this domain, coming into our dominion and plane of existence, defiled themselves. And I always just assumed, you know, just, you know, Women were made for for Adam for mankind, not not for angels. You know, sex was and procreation was a gift from God through the union of marriage of, of humans and mankind. So therefore, they, as uh, Jude says, they traded their heavenly estate for this this estate and defiled themselves with the women. Uh, so, and that's something we see through every culture of the world pretty much i mean if you look through greek mythology zeus and all of them came down and bred with uh human women and made uh demigods like hercules and
3: they were super strong and
2: yeah big and you know the indians they, have the star people right you know it's just uh you could go on and on for days
0: well, you see that correlation and how everything kind of lines up cross-culturally, like you, you, you say that. And it's...
3: it's the same story just told in is. different
0: cultures. It is. So, I, I mean, there's always... You can even talk about the Lovelock Caves and the Native Americans and the red-haired... It was the Sitika is what they were called, the red-haired giants. And there's stories about about how they ended up going down and they actually... Tribes that were... There was three tribes that came together and actually... Um, found the cave they were living in and because these giants have been coming out and eating their people, they went through there and they started a fire and actually burned all them alive inside the cave. I mean, there's there, the cave is there the the stories are there and there's, I mean, there's historical uh, stuff about finding the bones and everything even in there. So
3: I wonder if that's where they say redheads don't have no soul. Could <laughs> <laughs> very well be there. They, you know, they wouldn't spe- there were they, Yeah. You know, just i don't know
0: but that's a joke obviously but you see you see that exactly what you're saying defile themselves this is this is where we see the same thing in genesis 6 what we talked about but this is where the first time that we see this where the bloodline right we talk about the corruption of the bloodline
2: the seed war
0: the seed war the those are the genesis three fifteen we talk about that too that you know when we talk about uh that that whole seed war that that's coming between you know us and satan right um so you see this this uh i don't know you see how. The bloodline changes, and then you see how it's so important. And, and Ryan Peterson talked about this a lot in his in his book uh, Judgment of the Nephilim, which is such a cool book because it goes straight down the bloodline and shows you how they kept these things pure in this in the genealogies and all this stuff, and shows the track down from all the way from Adam to Jesus. We see that going through, and we see how that bloodline remains pure. And a lot of people don't know if you if you don't know that context, if you don't understand like a lot of Michael Heiser's work or some of these other people that when um, as, and like I just said, Ryan Peterson, when you look at the bloodline, especially when you talk about things like Noah, people think about that, the flood, for example, because the flood. Happened shortly thereafter. This in the Bible, right? We talk about Genesis six, right. like eight yeah. verses yeah. later. There's a flood. He was righteous. He was perfect, sinless. So it says righteous. Wah, wah. Exactly. Was was Noah sinless? Yeah, no, of no, not. Yeah. no human. Yeah, nobody was sinless. But the word righteous was tamim, right? Tamim meant without blemish, and this is the same term that they gave to like a, a, a lamb that was worthy of sacrifice. So a lamb that was worthy of sacrifice isn't a... It's not a like truly perfect lamb. This isn't the lamb that was in the Garden of Eden. This lamb, what it meant was the blood was not corrupted. And what else you see in this chapter goes into that same play. When you say <clears throat> they began to sin against birds, beasts, reptiles, and fish. Now, you can let your imagination go a little bit what it means to sin with those things. But I think, and I don't know, I don't, I don't know if I'm jumping too far ahead here, but I think, well, go ahead, jump into something here, Justin, cause we're going to, this is, this goes a long way here. There's a lot.
2: Well with that, you know, of course, you know, you have bestiality today, but of course your DNA is, is hardwired, programmed by the creator of this universe. A dog can only make another dog. You know, uh, you can't intermix these different things and just come up with all these freakish things. Now, there are some exceptions. You know, you can take a what is it? A a horse and breed it with a donkey because it's a it's still a type, and you but, get that special breed. But, but you but get
3: a mule. But the mule can't stable. reproduce. Right. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. But what I you know, so when I see that, you could be very well dealing with with bestiality. But I think the the changing, the manipulation was basically the equivalent of today's uh, gene uh, DNA splicing and cloning and things like that. And that could very well explain why. You have all these chimeric creatures throughout quote-unquote myths that's, that's and legends going, and yeah. lore. But the one thing that stands out to me was out of all those animal types listed, which one of those would survive the flood?
3: A fish.
2: A fish. And I've heard some people theorize, you know, well, how did you know the Nephilim survive? And I've heard people say, well, if God brought the flood to destroy the Nephilim and they made it past the flood, then that implies God failed, and that that's heresy. Well, it plainly says in there that he, uh, in Genesis 6, that they were the, the Nephilim, the mighty men of old, you know, before and after. So they are there, whether it's survival of the flood or second incursion, what have you. But I always thought that that was a, an interesting theory that, these were the one type of animal that was listed that it was corrupted that could survive a global flood. And then in Mesopotamia and all these other histories and stories and legends, you know, Quatsiketel comes from the ocean. You have Baracocha uh, uh, coming from Lake Titicaca. You have the Apkalu Sages and Oannes coming from The water.
0: And they were half fish.
2: And they were half fish. Dagon, half fish, half man. Once again, could be nothing. But as Derek says, I'm not a coincidence theorist. If I hear the same story over and over again, just with some different caveats, there has to be something to it in my mind. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's the same like
3: just to go sidebar a little bit. You know, we don't have dragons today. But you had different cultures with their little cave paintings. They didn't look exactly the same. but It was still a dragon. So you say, well, we have no proof that there was ever a dragon. You have all these pictures and paintings. And on the, the bloodline and the Nephilim, I mean, it says Noah. He also brought his three boys and all their wives. So a wife could have been carrying a little bit or whatever. I mean, as we know DNA today, it don't take but a little little something to spar off to something totally different.
2: So and I've even heard some people theorize that that's why in the Torah there was uh, certain laws against eating certain type of fish, fish without scales and stuff like that, because maybe they were unclean, they could have been corrupted, could be remnants right of this tainted bloodline that
3: might have been a theory of course but uh evolutional whatever you want to call it don't you say that word at this table not evolutional but (laughs) i I mean like you are a part-timer oh get (laughs) out of here (laughs) you know like from from them splicing or doing whatever that was a side effect of well this animal lost its scales because of whatever it spliced it
0: with just you know just kind of just to throw out all the theories, my personal opinion still is the second encouragement. And, and that reason, could be and, it too. Well, the reason you know. being is because we still see in Daniel that those principalities are still fighting right. against uh, Gabriel and, and the archangel Michael. And, and so we know that there were still evil principalities that could have done the exact same thing that the other angels did when they came. Right. Back, so.
3: And at the same time, God promised Noah that he'd never fled the world again, the entire world again. So, if that was the way let's just say that was the way God struck it out completely, you know what I'm saying say 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 he wiped them out, he did what he was supposed to do, He had the second incursion, well, God can't go back on his promise, so now now they're here,
0: well, God would have known in, a, in a, well
3: which obviously, yeah, we're just this is obviously all hypothetical, you know, we don't know for sure
0: the well. The one thing I'll say, and I think it's important that people understand this, is that you know we think of God sometimes. We think the New Testament God is so loving, and the Old Testament God is so angry, right? We, I mean, it's just everything is. All these people get swallowed up by the earth, or they're all you know smited or whatever. Or he says to kill the entire nation. Smite
2: nations. me, Almighty oh Smiter.
0: <laughs> but we we see them literally destroy entire nations. And the reason I do believe that we have impure what we talk about impure animals is the same thing is because God will tell them to kill every animal as well. So we see that that corruption of, I believe the bloodline, which is why we had to have a pure lamb as a sacrifice, something that, you know, for, for God that way. But when we, I think it's important to understand that is that we're looking at in, in Genesis, we have that like eight verses. If we think the people back then would have had this information they would have had they would have known these stories of what really happened when those giants were here what needed the flood to happen so so uh, if if moses is writing the torah if moses is writing genesis he's like well everybody knows this part we're going to go to this part this just this happened the flood happened now we're here it's the new ground zero we're going from there we don't need to rehash all this because everybody knows what happened
3: right and and if they all had this writing the book of enoch anyways so yeah. but at the
2: very least oral tradition i mean it was known right no yeah.
0: that's what i mean oral tradition for sure right so if we go back though and say this is what's really important to understand is that you know the flood comes it says the world was wholly wicked you know in the in the in the uh in the bible it says this like everything was corrupt and when it says that i truly believe that's truly the whole entire bloodline when he saw it and said okay Everything. Noah, you are it. You're what has to carry this on. And that, so that's why everything else had to die, and, and God put just pure animals on that boat.
3: And that might have been also why it took so long, because you know, from Enoch, till, right? You know, they say this was of you know, intercap, you know, talked to Enoch about the angels did. Was that four generations? Is Noah right? Because Enoch was what? The sixth seven. or seventh. So three. Seven. I mean, why didn't he just strike it down right there? You know, I was like, well, maybe they'll come around. Maybe they'll come around. Nope. It's only Noah left.
0: Well, we'll never truly understand God's plan. Well, of course And I can't wait to get up there and ask. I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> I kind of have a feeling we'll get up there and it'll just be, like, granted to us. The knowledge will be granted to us. You know, when we kind of walk in, you're like, oh, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, what happens. It's just...
2: Well, if we push a little bit further Sorry. onto another subject, what about the ales? the The actual size of these things. It said 3, whose 000. height were three thousand ales. You know, there's lots of theories and you know postulations of what an ale is. Uh, I don't even recall off the top of my head, but I remember it was some like. astronomical be like three quarters of a
0: mile high or something if you actually took what they say
2: so then you have to ask yourself you know was this poetic language was this hyperbole or is our modern understanding of an L wrong and I've heard this hypothesis and to me it makes a lot of sense was the firmament you know kind of like a uh vapor can- canopy or what we call like the ozone layer. There was like this terrarium and so the the oxygen was just so pure and it was just Garden of Eden style atmosphere. And that's why you can look through the fossil record and see that everything, without exception, was bigger, better, stronger in the ancient world. You can find a an ancient eagle's head or skull that's you know almost the size of this table Compare it to a modern one that fits in the palm of your hand tortoises same Biggest cars dinosaurs you know yeah so it's not far-fetched to to think that the the people were the same and even the uh what they call the prehistoric man the uh uh what do they call that the ancient man neanderthal man they say the big old long when you look at their yeah, uh, eyebrows the eyebrow uh bridge there that's the only bone in your body that never stops growing so that's why when you see these old really old men it looks like their eyes are sunken back in their head it's because that brow ridge protrudes out with age and all these neanderthal men you see have these huge protruding uh, brow ridges because of old age they lived a lot longer back then oh yeah Mm -hmm. and they said they even age different you know that i even read a paper from a a guy was saying that he believes that a 30 to 40 year old man during these times garden of eden style atmosphere had the appearance of a modern 16 year old boy
3: well i mean you gotta think they lived what, three, four, five hundred years old?
0: I mean,
3: I mean, Methuselah 969. Yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously, they're not like our normal 90-year-old body. They couldn't be the same, or else you'd fall apart by the time you got to 900. Well, look at
2: the Old Testament, you know, so too. obvious, yeah. Sarah and Abraham. Sarah was, you know, 80, 90-year-old and was still beautiful enough that Every land that Abraham went into, the, the kings and the mighty men wanted to take her yes. for a wife. She
3: Mir, my sister.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean she was obviously still pretty smoking hot at ninety yeah. years old. So it has to be that way. I looked up an L which
3: just Google search. It said forty five inches is one L.
0: One point two five yards per yeah. L.
3: It says 1.13 so one or one four I did, meters.
0: I, I, I multiplied that. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, I multiplied that times 3,000. And then I times it by three to get feet. And it said over 11,000 feet, which would be over two miles tall, if that's really true. Yeah, that. Which I, I, I can't, I can't fathom that. Um. So I think the measurement, we don't, we don't always understand. It's even things when you talk about cubits, there was different measurements of cubits. When you look back, you know, you had the Royal cubit or the, you know, the Egyptian cubit, um, and and it changed, I mean, it didn't change that drastic, but you know, there was a difference based on what it is. So all we know is the, is the author says this measurement, and we don't know for sure at that time. And this is a pre-flood measurement too, if we're saying that. And somebody pre-flood, and you also have to remember, this is not an inspired book of the Bible. So somebody in there, they might just want to really get the point across, say, these dudes were huge. Right. Like, they might just want to make yeah, that point known. Yeah, overemphasize, yeah. Like, they were gigantic.
2: And even in your canonized book, I'm a firm believer that there is some hyperbole in there. There is some poetic language in there. You know, I, I'm a firm believer this is the divine-inspired Word of God. But it is man that was chosen to be the conduit and the the writer of these things. And men tend to exaggerate. We tend to add our own little flavors and spices to things. Well, even with all the numbers, you know. But even with that being said, I think the important things like, you know, salvation, (laughs) the story of Christ, all these things that are, very, very important were preserved and, and protected.
0: I, I, the only thing I'm going to say, I'll agree to disagree because I do believe God inspired, and I do think oh, that I there said is. That, yeah. I know, but I mean, I don't, I don't think that, I don't think things are changed out of what God would have wanted. I think those things that are written, a, a lot of those things that are. You know, some of it is very symbolic, which I'll say. So numbers like 70. Well, do you we talk think about God wanted
2: women to be silent and submissive and not speak in church? Or do you think uh, that was mankind manipulated? Because what I'm getting at is, if I'm getting you right, you're saying God allowed that? He was okay with that?
0: I think you have to look at the context. Because we're talking we're talking to a certain church at a certain time that things were written. So you have to know what's going on. I actually heard... And I don't know if it's true, but I had heard that was, I can't remember what church that was written to, but they said at that time there was a cult in the area, a woman cult that was actually practicing a lot of pagan spells and stuff and bringing that stuff to church, altering what the church was teaching. So in that case, what's written to them, them women need to be silent because they're bringing in pagan worship to this, to, to, they're, they're incorporating into the church. We always go back to the Michael Heiser, like we talk about that is context, context, context. And, and if, and the same thing we say about so much that we read is that if we don't have the proper context, we take it automatically out of context and we don't fully understand what's really being said. So again, you have to look at it through the eyes of the writer, who they were writing to, what was going on at that time and, and what was happening in that area there's a lot of cultural things that are going on too. I mean, there's, you think about even the, the there's women's. There's a lot of
2: prostitute cults and the yes. Na-na, Ishtar, all that stuff going on.
0: And there, you think about the the whole covering of the head thing and, and where that came from, and certain religions still do that. And actually, even in Judaism, when you go into the temple, women wear things on their heads it's like a doily type thing you put on your head where the men wear the yarmulke, and the women have it. It's like a folded doily thing because you cover your head out of respect because... You know, it's a separation between you and God there. So if you look at those things, you know, if you go back in ancient tradition, it's so that, you know, the angels wouldn't be tempted when they look at women again, that women were supposed to be covered. Mm, Because the
2: hair was a sign of fertility back then. Dark, healthy, glowing hair was a, to them, was a sign of fertility. They were fertile. So it would tempt the angels to.
0: And those cultures today still do it, but they use it as a method of control. It's not what it's not in place for what the originally had purpose, happened. right? And you have to once again look at the context of what was happening at the time. It's it's all those things. So I don't. know. I guess like I I'll agree to disagree on some of that stuff. We always do, and that's yeah, we, we okay. We never agree
2: on everything. We we, we <laughs> sure
0: don't. Not at this
2: table. You said that so condescending.
0: Well, I'm offended.
3: You should be. You need that. <laughs> Need toughen up a little bit, buddy.
0: <laughs> I don't know. In this world, I don't know.
3: You gotta toughen up.
0: All right, is there, Suck it up buttercup. That was a we literally just spent like thirty five minutes on.
2: I told you there's there's a lot here. You know, there's still some more stuff in this chapter I want to talk well, about. Well, let's talk about it. The um of course the you know, the drinking of blood when we got into that, but we also have the teaching of charms and enchantments. We could definitely dive into that a little bit,
0: and it's going to come up in the next chapter too.
2: Okay, we'll we'll savor that flavor
0: because that's going through each one what each one taught. Okay, so, but it it definitely is very because it it ties in so much to everything right now.
3: Well, when we get to and the, they devoured when each we other. get to one of them, I got a story about Bruce.
2: <laughs> so,
0: I don't know if that's good that some it's, of fallen it's angel taught. T- no,
2: no, it's pretty funny. Because where is it at? It says that they devoured
3: each other. Mm-hmm. Where was yeah? That? They devoured it it said after after they were like eating and whatever of all the animals, and they
0: in verse five. Yeah, it says then they started eating and fish, people. and they devoured one another's flesh and drink the blood. So they were even. The they book weren't numbers, just killing.
2: That caused, to me it st- stands out like a sore thumb because in the book of numbers, when they come into the land, they see the giants. They're like we were like grasshoppers in their sight. And it said uh, the inhabitants uh, devour the the land or the people of the land. So it was saying, you know, they were they were conquered. They would,
3: yeah, yeah. They
0: had the shakes. Well, that's it's it's pretty crazy to think they're first of all the earth. You know these 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 offspring, right? They devour everything humankind has to offer. So, you know, they, they, they basically, you think about this, we talk about gods over men, and you think about some of these cultures that, um, like, I think we talked about it before, was uh, um, oh, Teo Techitlan or something that was in Mexico. I think it was an Aztec temple. And when that was consecrated, in four days, 84,000 people were sacrificed. 84,000 in four days. So you think about, they they believe they're feeding the gods, right? They, they think they're giving this back to them. It's a sacrifice. The blood is spilt.
2: Yeah, so the sun would keep coming back. They yes. thought it was going to disappear, so they had to keep it fed, so it kept coming back.
0: So you look at this, the, the, you see the, this resonate through these cultures even later on through this whole thing where, first of all, they're devouring everything man has. If, they're, if, if you're not in these cultures, if you're not... Uh your crops aren't there. Guess what? The gods aren't letting that happen. You know, and, and, and then you go to that next part and okay, so what do we gotta do? Well, we gotta what did they do in here? Well, they started eating the people. Well, we gotta give them people. We gotta sacrifice these people to them. Okay, that's not working. What's next? And here they started the gods started fighting against, you know, they went after each other. I say gods. I'm talking about the Nephilim. They start devouring each other. What happens the 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 Greek Titans, right? We talk about the Titans and Olympus and the fighting of the
2: the younger generation overthrowing the old. So,
0: and, but we have the fighting of the gods.
2: Yeah, another timeless story: clash of the Titans.
0: And we go through all this stuff, and you and
3: see that, that they what go happens there. to them? They're chained in the abyss. Isn't that funny? Or some deep hole, something like that. Tar- Spoiler
0: I fi- alert! Didn't they yeah. say? Don't they say Tartarus? Doesn't he say specifically yeah. they're in yeah. Tartarus? Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, a Greek term. Chain, chain down. Yeah so
0: Jude. pretty interesting that that term's used when it's also used biblically but
3: dun, 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 dun.
0: anyway i digress anything else in seven that's a lot in seven
2: let's at least get one more chapter for our time is up
0: <laughs> <laughs> and in our 72 or 72nd episode of enoch we'll get to chapter six
2: two oh, no, chapter years eight. later Chapter
0: eight yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs>
1: Hey listeners, it's Nick from Kevlar Joe's Coffee Company. I want to invite you to try something new. Here at Kevlar Joe's Coffee Company, we have a bold and slow roasted coffee that is 100% organic and ethically sourced. There are no pesticides or fungicides from the plantations we import our coffee from, and it's all single sourced too. We have light, medium, and dark roast. Even decaf coffee as well to satisfy whatever kind of coffee you drink. We also have a variety of flavor coffees for you to try, including our hazelnut and apple pie flavored coffees, which are both big sellers. You can order our coffee at www.kevlarjoes.com. You can also follow us at Facebook, Instagram, or X for Kevlar Joe news, deals, and your daily dose of coffee-related memes. So make sure to like and follow our pages. And I'll leave you with this, listener. The world isn't a safe place right now, and it seems like it's always teetering on the edge. But don't forget, like it says in Matthew five fourteen, you are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill and cannot be hid. Let your light shine before all men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So be bold, be humble, and be Kevlar. Let's do
0: chapter eight. Because there is a lot in here. This is going to take a little bit too. And Azazel taught men to make swords and knives and shields and breastplates and made known to them the metals of the earth and the art of working with them and the bracelets and ornaments and the use of antimony and the beautifying of the eyelids and all kinds of costly stones and all coloring tinctures. And all there arose much godlessness and they've committed fornication and they were led astray and became corrupt in all their ways. Semjaza taught enchantments and root cuttings. Amaros, the resolving of enchantments. Berequigel taught astrology. Kokobiel, the constellations. Ezekiel, the knowledge of the clouds. Erequiel, the signs of the earth. Shamziel, the signs of the sun. And Seriel, the course of the moon. And as men perished, they cried, and their cry went up to heaven.
2: So you have the teaching of the seven sacred sciences.
0: I think the other part, real quick, before you jump all the way into that, the other part that is is really important here that people don't fully grasp, I think, right away when you read this, is we're these are the names of the fallen angels that came down. The ones we're talking about that are devouring the flesh and devouring men were not the angels. They were their offspring. Yes. We have to make sure that differentiation is there. Those are the for if we're gonna go into the the terms of nowadays what we use the demigods. The demigods were right. the ones that were devouring flesh and they were the Nephilim. Eating the, the Nephilim, the giants, exactly. The the fallen angels were the ones that were teaching this knowledge.
2: The spoiled rotten bastards causing chaos.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Pretty
3: much, yeah. So before we get into it, so my mom's watching the boys. They took them. They're spending the night, and next morning, we're they're getting ready for church. And Bruce walks in there. My mom's putting on her makeup. Bruce goes, "Mama, makeup's the devil." <laughs> she said, "What?" Well, that's what Daddy was saying to Mommy. <laughs> he was like four or five. Oh, it was hilarious.
0: Well, we see here where some of that stuff came from.
3: So that's the beautification of the eyelids. Mm-hmm. And it was it was hilarious. That's the devil, Bobby Boucher. <laughs>
0: yeah. That's the, the foosball. You play the foosball behind my back?
2: Yeah. That's the devil. <laughs> but I wonder, too, where, you know, it mentions Azazel here. And we see him in the the scriptural canon. You know, in the Old Testament, when they were wandering through the wilderness, and on the Day of Atonement, they cast the uh, they cast lots on two goats. One was for the Lord, and one was for Isazel. And all of the sins of the people was cast onto this particular goat, and it was taken out into the wilderness to be, quote-unquote, given to Azazel and some people say oh it was let loose some people say oh no it was thrown off a cliff and killed and uh I think it's crazy too when you go into some of like the uh the lore like in Kandahar in the Middle East that they would uh mark certain goats with red paint and then they would disappear and they were sacrificing <laughs> them, so, sacrificing them to the giants in the caves
0: and this well, is... They're talking well, present day. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, supposedly, there was, like... I can't remember if it was a SF group or ranger group... Oh, yeah. ...that were sent to capture one of these... Kelly the broke beast. that. Yeah. And it's been kind of hush-hushed, but, like, the guys that actually was on the operation... what What it was was they were looking for a platoon of guys, and they came up to this cave entrance, and... Their uniforms and everything was like just scattered, and they're like, "What? What done it? What the crap?" And then it come out, and they said like their bullets wasn't even doing nothing to them, kind
2: of. Well, he was impaling like two or three at a time. It said yeah. with a big spear and holding them up, and they were shooting it, wasn't doing nothing. And they basically told him, just "Aim for the face," and they pretty much just decapitated yeah. this thing. Yeah. <laughs> so. I mean,
3: I don't know if how much truth there is to that, but
0: I think there's crazier things oh, the, I'm that sure, have actually yeah. happened in this world. So I can't put that off the table. Um, and, that that's and, not Well, still I mean, there. and if
3: they're actually sending stuff out there like that, you know, here, you, you eat this stuff, leave us alone. Hmm. You know and what I mean?
0: Regardless, regardless <laughs> of whether or not this is, you know, descendants of fallen angels or whatever you want to say look at the world in genetic manipulation
3: oh yeah it's if
0: you you go back to stalin stalin was trying to breed Hitler, women with Aryan race <laughs> that, well yeah but hit, hit stalin stalin's regime was trying to to cross apes with women to make a soldier who was super strong but just a little bit dumber than a person that would follow brick orders and just run into a wall and you're talking about if 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 that was happening back then, what someone could do now for warfare purposes or these things, genetic manipulation is terrifying. The things that we see right now, the things we hear about, aren't really. I mean, I know this is conspiracy theory. I apologize, but we, we are. We well, never know. We don't know the things that we see and that we're ta- We're told are the things that are are put they, out there well, for us to see. Yeah, the things well, they, they let, let us the
2: technology see. alone. This that is not conspiracy. That is common knowledge. The cell phones that we're holding in our hands, oh, yeah. the government was using wireless and Bluetooth technology, you know, fifteen, twenty years ago. Well, I mean, probably they, much so, longer ago. Yeah, than but that. I'm just saying, because
0: Tesla was the one that created a lot of these principles that we use in these things. I'm just well, saying, like as a yeah. you know
2: broad brush, but it's like the general public is at least you know a oh, decade yeah. behind what the governments are using.
3: Well, the, yeah, the military. Drives the technology for military, obviously, purposes. And then once it's leaked or they move on to something different— then yeah. They give it to. I everybody think they again. drop
0: it down as a tidbit, like they say, "Ooh, look, you found something out." I, it was my personal opinion.
3: Well, they could, you know, just to say it's kind of like the. It's like so them, with that like, aspect. If you can custom, so we order won't a not ask about this. A yeah.
2: baby, now if you can custom order a baby, I want blue eyes, blonde hair. I want it to be six foot tall. You know, I'm, and Six my foot, ear I
3: want mine to be like nine foot play my, the NBA my ear ain't not,
2: doing so good It's kind of deformed So I'm going to pay you to, to grow me a, a, yeah. a cloned ear on the back of a rat These are things that we know are happening now So with that in mind if we, These are the things we know about You know there's yeah. a lot grander things we That we know don't about? know about Well,
3: I remember you saying something about Somebody you knew In bunkers somewhere in some mountain that had they talked about having some kind of beast locked up
0: that was that was one of the other podcasts i talked I, it was actually um like on the confessionals podcast uh tony merkel was interviewing somebody that said that they they worked on some containment for these like chimeric type animals and stuff that
3: and, they're tr- that they're trying to manipulate or
0: whatever and i mean who knows i know like i said i know this is this is a, this is truly a deep dive yeah. into the book of Enoch, yeah. but you look at this and we see this plainly happening, you know, in this book, we're, we're talking about that. We're seeing what happens when, you know, the blood is not pure. It's not what God intended. It's not creation. It, this is something that man is manipulating, you know, saying they're creating something, but what they're making is something that's an abomination. Yeah. It's pure evil.
2: But what I was getting at uh, was Azazel, it talks about he specifically taught the swords and the knives and the shields and the breastplates. You know, when you get into, like you had mentioned, uh, Ryan Peterson talked about, uh, you know, women were not mentioned in genealogies. If they were, it was, they had some significance or importance. So when you go through the the lineage of Lamech, and this was the, the time frame, according to canon, when the the sons of God came into the daughters of men. It mentions uh The days of Nama.
0: Jared. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You I know, you and
2: that. it said that and her name means calmly and beautiful, and that was the descriptor of these women that the angels took. Well, all of a sudden, her brothers get all this wealth of knowledge of of metalworking, making of swords, and, and all this stuff. So it's like, you know, this is another postulation, theory, assumption, could maybe Azazel hooked up with Naima. I'll give you some of my knowledge for th- his knowledge your of this your to the daughter. brothers. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, I, I think so. And actually that's a lot of, a lot of people in this space do believe that Naima potentially was the, you know, first mother of the Nephilim. I mean, that's, it's quite possible. And, uh, and it's just interesting because we see that in the Bible where it gives you something. And, and what do we always say? If it's weird, it's, it's important. important. So those things are mentioned
3: in there for some, you know.
0: Mm -hmm. So, you know, regardless, this is a lot of this is just our speculation. It's it's theories, it's hypothesis. But you're seeing how this stuff syncs up with the Bible. This is why this is really important. The book Enoch is super important because it, it not only is it once again validating the Bible, but it's also showing us that. The uh, some some of the little bit of the uh, the window of what happened in that period of time between Genesis uh, six, the very beginning to the time the flood comes. And that's all in one chapter of the Bible. Like it happens. So or at least the what God said he needs to happen. So you see in a very short period of time. uh, As far as biblically, you're seeing a very small window that we that we read about this, but we're getting. The story, right here, that fits into those holes. Once again, not inspired, not divine. There could be errors in this. This could be oral tradition that's was changed. The three thousand L's, things like this, that's changed over time. But I truly believe, if you look at this chapter especially, when you're seeing the things that they're being taught,
2: they're still relevant today.
0: They're still relevant right now. It's crazy.
2: They're timeless, and you know Shimjaza taught the enchantments the cutting of roots you know that's pharmacia, and that's that's medicine that's you know your dmt your ayahuasca your, your your lsd you know all these things that people use to contact the spirit realm to reach these very same people that are in the abyss now this, That's that's the line of communication and i've been reading a lot of brian forster stuff and he's talking about how You know, there's millions and millions of different species of of plants in the Amazon. And to make ayahuasca, you know, it's two plants, these two plants. And it's not just, you know, putting these two together, eating them, oh, there you go. No, you have to grind these materials up. You have to heat them and compost them and then do all this special treatment to them to even get it to work. And he was saying... The odds of them chance. discovering yeah. this is astronomical. It had to have been given to them.
3: That's funny. Me and Zach, my buddy, we was talking the other day. Just like how people's doing all these drugs and, you know, it's like, man, I want to I wanna try to figure out to make another drug. Let's make meth. Well, how many chances do you think to get it wrong? And if you got it wrong, how many of them chances would kill you? Well, if you're dead, you can't keep going. You know, it's just kind of like to be able to formulate all these things to make this drug, to make you do this. Like, there's no way you just stumbled upon it. You know, oh, let's, you know, like the metal. and and Well, uh, we do this and this and this with these rocks, and now we have a sword that you can sharpen and hit against another sword, and it won't just break. Like how long would that have took yeah. for some guy just crazy dude out here
0: digging up rocks and the and right percentage yeah. of the metal and all these right. different things
2: and what's frustrating is like when you see people <laughs> and they they see these things they're like oh they're these are all as bruce says, the devil yep you know and stay away from them these are things that god created these are things that god gave to us to to better our lives and to use but it it comes down to intent and what these angels done is perverted this is all perversion plants were given to us for medicinal purposes but then they take it and pervert it and make it something it's not supposed to be metal was a gift that we were intended to use to better our quality of life but once again it's perverted and even the astrology people say oh you know that that, that's that's the devil you know Yep. It was perverted. Nope. It says plainly in Genesis that the, the, the moon, the sun, the stars were all put in the firmament for signs and for seasons. We're to use them and look to them. God put it, them there it was for that ca- purpose. It's the calendar. But when you start using it for quote-unquote astrology, like it controls you, you know, this... Entity or this star constellation controls what your attitude is going to be like and what your day is going to be like. And I'm a Capricorn, so I'm just going to be stubborn. That's just a card eyes dealt, you yeah. know. No, that's a perversion. So that's just one thing I wanted to touch on. It's like just because they taught these things doesn't mean that you know we got to hide in the closet and lock the door and the boogeyman stay away. No, it's just intent and perversions you know because pharmakia medical stuff yeah it can be good it can be bad it's all about intent you know so glasses prime example (laughs) you know people that want to look at the boogeyman but they wear glasses to, to to read their book no you you're using quote unquote pharmakia that was a a teaching of the fallen angels but you're using it in a good way to better your life and not to bring someone
3: off the road because you can't see where you're going. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And there's things I think we have to always look at God's timing. Some of these things, you know, you, you, if you, it's like, imagine a child, <clears throat> you think about a, a two year old, you're not going to give a two year old a lighter because they're not ready for it. You have to, you know, there's a time and place. So as you know, as, as Adam is created and he's in the garden of Eden, Right there's no need for all these things as we come out of the Garden of Eden after sin then we would develop some of these things because God's given us knowledge he's given us the ability to, to grow you look at what you know medical science does every day it blows me away I do think some things are, are obviously taken too far when we get to that genetic manipulation and things and that is an abomination but when we talk about um, uh, you know being able to replace someone's hip right it, it just sounds so commonplace to us we don't think about it Go back 300 years ago and say, oh, you know what? Your hips hurt and we can replace that. They're like, uh, witchcraft,
1: mm-hmm. you know, they're just, oh yeah.
0: You got to think about the the time and 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 God's timing. So God, God allows us or, or gives us that stuff. And it talks about it in scripture plainly that we will have, um, you know, God's secrets given to us and, and each of us will have different things given to us. You know, if we pray for those things and we really search through his word, we'll get different nuggets that he'll give us.
3: And, and the other and thing knowledge is knowledge will increase. Knowledge will yep. increase.
0: And and that's that's what happens.
3: And that was like for the swords and shields. I mean, from this time till the introduction of gunpowder, and then they decide to make some kind of barrel that will shoot a projectile, you had swords and shields. That was it. Yep.
2: The same metal used for tanks and fighter yeah. jets today. Yeah.
3: And now you've got tanks and fighter jets.
0: Yeah.
3: In what? A five hundred you know, five hundred year span. But you still think it's still steel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's but the same it's still steel properties.
0: It it has been refined a bit, but it's still steel. Right. I mean that's the same thing. It's that this these I mean these. it's
3: it's seventeen seventy six we're on wooden ships and now you've got nuclear powered Aircraft carriers submarine. that never I'm sure Roswell, nineteen forty-seven,
2: well, I mean, had something to do with that explosion it, technology. It That's never
3: show. has. the it never has to refuel, ever, until it just you know they said the ship will be in sc- scrap before the fuel will burn up in that ship. So uh, minus keeping people alive, that t- ship can be out in the ocean forever.
0: Ben brought up some good points on that in the Gog and Magog episode. Um, Just, yeah, just listen in. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but yeah, that you see that all through here. You see all these different (laughs) things that are taught and it's the same as anything. It's the same as nowadays you look at, and I, I truly believe that these things are, um, you know, the, the principalities, you know, it talks about that in Ephesians six. We talk about all the time, you know, the, 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 uh, high powers and, and, and dark places you know the, the people the, the principalities the darkness that's around us these are unseen forces these are the ones that Deuteronomy 32 says we're over the nations and you're you're still seeing this stuff today. What we do is we take God's creation and just like Justin was just saying, it's corrupted. Everything we do in our society, the the beauty of what marriage is and, 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 and like sexual relations, look how corrupted that is in our world today with pornography and with so many... Uh, just like culture. Free love yeah, and yeah. do what feels good. And you see so many things that have been corrupted because... Of, I truly believe some of these, not these entities, but that some of these principalities are still around that are still pushing these things on our society so that you're seeing this downfall. <coughs> and it, you, like you guys said, this stuff is all you can go, go get a fortune cookie at the restaurant. You know, something about astrology is going to be in there. Uh, look at your newspaper, it's going to tell you uh, your zodiac sign and, and what to expect for the month. You know, go, this stuff is all still there. And some people take that stuff very seriously. The, the astrology stuff, when we talk about the, um, uh, mediums and things of this nature, people, palm readers, all this, there's so much that goes into that. And then when you talk about, we, we, you said it a little bit, but when it says that he was teaching enchantments, enchantments right we're yeah. casting spells
2: and i think that's what the whole cursing is you know when you when you're reading the bible you know it talks about you know not cursing it's not saying foul language I, you know using you know foul language it's no it's it's quote unquote curse words is i hope you die yeah damn you no. to hell you know or i hope you die you yeah. know or things like that you're speaking
1: negativity Ill, yeah, and Ill and, and
2: curse Cursing's over other people. That's why it says, life and death lie in the power of the tongue. And then when it says, you know, speak wholesome, use wholesome words, it's not saying, you know, I'm I'm not endorsing cursing here. But I'm just saying what that means is, is speak life. If somebody's like, man, I'm having such a bad day. Encourage them. Use wholesome, good words. Be like, man, you don't know how blessed you are. You got your health. You got a good job, brother. Today's going to be a good day, man. No, get that out of here. That's what it's talking about. And the whole thing of taking the Lord's name in vain. That's, you know, I'm not endorsing saying GD, but what it's talking about is don't be a hypocrite. Don't say I'm a Christian. I'm a follower of the way, and Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, and then go out here and start going to Palm Readers and 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 doing all these things that are contradictory to the way. Right. Because you have taken that name in vain. Yep. You become a stumbling block for onlookers.
0: Yep. A hundred percent agree. Hundred percent agree. Which foul
2: language is obviously foul language? Yeah.
3: We have to think about yeah.
0: everything's intent. Only, that, can, that only
2: that can, when you can, smash could, your toe on the couch, yeah, or your finger with the hammer are those permitted.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it it talks scripturally. You know, you're not even especially
2: s- the pinky toe
0: yeah. on the coffee table. Gosh. Don't call somebody a fool. I speak in tongues. Right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <Is that laughs> so much of this stuff it's about your intent it's the same with anything. right it's intent it's the intent of how these things that we're looking at how they use these things it's the intent of our words and you can definitely speak evil and it come true I mean, oh, yeah. the way you speak evil on somebody you i can ruin your day if the way i talk to you Oh, I can sure I could I and and I know I have I've said things that that have hurt you, people you in the past They've
2: experiments with plants and rice yeah. and
0: or water was it yeah. the um oh they were writing oh man I ah, forget that there was something I can't remember there was some experiment about writing on like jars of water and something was happening I can't I'd have to find that one but it's pretty interesting but the um we have to think about intent everything's intent like if I can be positive and uplifting and I can change someone's day. I Mm -hmm. can make it better. I can be part of that. And what do we do? What does it say? We're supposed to live like Jesus, right? When we do that and we we are positive, we are uplifting, we we bring... Something uh, positive to our neighbor, love your neighbor as yourself. You know, this is, it says love the Lord, your God with all your heart, soul and mind and love your neighbor as yourself. The two most important commandments, everything else falls into place. If you do that and you love your neighbor and you're being positive towards them and you're, and you're being uplifting, everything is better. Everything is more positive. Amen. Their outlook is better. Your, your, the way you're going to carry yourself is better. If I'm complimenting my kids say, you know, I'm proud of you. I'm so, I, and I'm so proud of my kids. It's amazing the things that they do. I'm so proud. And I say that. And and always, always encourage your children, everybody, always be positive towards them. Uh, encourage them in the positive things that they do. Be there. Or you could sit there and say, you little brat, guess what, the, guess what that does to that kid? It tears it,
3: them down. It turns them into a brat. It does. You're it, speaking it that into them. Yep.
0: So it's just important to think about it that way and understand that what Justin's talking about in that way, about, about, uh, the Lord's name in vain and, and about uh, cursing and these things, it's so important how you carry yourself because you don't know. I think about it even now there's things that I, and I know there's things I have said in the past that I said as a joke or in a way that have hurt people. They just took it through. Yeah. And, and well, and I, you can say they took it the wrong way, but it was, it might've been a joke and I thought it was funny, well, but they, you know what? Yeah. They took it and it hurt them. And, and they might think about that for the next 30 years. I can remember things people said to me back in high school that they said jokes as a joke. Oh,
3: yeah, Steve, Sorry. Sorry about the hair jokes, bro. Those ones don't but, hurt, but for real, you need to do something about that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you, you know what I'm saying? Somebody, I remember things people <gasps> said to me in high school, negative things. And, and that have stuck with me for years And I guarantee they don't remember them. But the things that you've done and and you've said out there to people, think about that every day. How do you affect the people around you by what you say? Because that one thing. It's just a
3: smile or a main
0: look. That one thing, though, that one thing could either make or break their day. And it might not even be their day, it could be there forever. We just never know. know. But that's why we're supposed to walk in the shoes of Jesus the best that we possibly can.
3: Big shoes to fill,
0: too. Big shoes. And not got, enough not and like, I got
3: little feet so I got it's even that much worse for me
0: uh, at, at the tail end of eight it says, as men perished they cried and their cry went up to heaven. their cry went up to heaven I think it's I think that's pretty awesome when you think about it I mean it sounds very negative I don't mean it that way, but we're crying out and heaven hears us mm-hmm. you know heaven heard them. If you look at Daniel, when we were talking Gable's about blood that,
2: cried we, up to heaven, made a petition.
0: And you look at Daniel when he, when, uh, uh Gabriel comes, it was, I was waiting for <laughs> two weeks to get through to you. But you know, I was fighting the Prince of Persia, Michael, Archangel Michael had to come and help me. But he goes, the minute you began to pray, God heard you. The minute you start to pray, God hears you. And that's what's happening here, right there. They cried. It goes up to heaven. They, God hears us. It's so important to know that, that you're, when, you know, we think about prayer in such a, in such a, sometimes such a generic, un- generic uniform way where it's just like, oh, you know, uh, we, we say the Lord's prayer, which I'm not against the Lord's prayer is great. You know, Jesus said, this is how you should pray. But I think it's an outline. It's a guideline. Right. So, but you look at that and, and you think about if you're just saying words to say words, that's another way of taking the Lord's name in vain.
3: You're just saying it to say it. You're it, saying to say it, it doesn't no mean power anything. To it.
0: And that's why I don't like I don't like being in a church. And it, once again, no, not throwing anybody under the bus here. But I don't like being in a church where it's the same thing. You just read off a piece of paper. You know, every other word. This is what the pastor says is what you say. This is what the pastor says what you say? Right? Because you're not thinking about what you're saying.
3: It's just it's just a, a
2: script,
0: uh, a show at that point. You need yeah. to know what you're saying. If you're talking to God, know that you are talking to the creator of the universe. This is the creator of the universe. There is, you can sit there and say, there's somebody over here that is your hero that you'd love to meet in life. God is 10 bazillion times better than that person. And, and, and the, the most amazing thing is that he wants a personal relationship with each and every one of us.
3: I just got done watching last night. So that Mark Driscoll does his Wednesday nights, uh, a men's thing. And he was talking, He's like, "God is your father," and he in this, you know, he's like, "And you're his son." And what does a son, do? a father's gonna want to help their son out? If you go up to your dad, hey dad, you know, I'm having this, you know, I'm thinking about marrying this girl. What do you think? Well, the dad, if he's a good dad, he's gonna be like, "Okay, let's hear what you got. Why or no? You should, you know, whatever." And it, it's to that point, you know. And it's like the skillet song. God's holding all the stars in place, but yet He knows our name. I mean, it's amazing. It's crazy. We have and to remember, and it's just that close. It's just a uh, words away. Yes, you, know, you gotta do speak to Him. He's right there. You don't have to travel nowhere.
0: That's chapter eight. I think we went pretty deep on there. Those were those were probably the two medius chapters. Um, almost of the entire book uh, uh, <laughs> where it really gets into everything that you know we talk about the reasons for Genesis 6 into the flood and and things of that nature. I think it's super important that we we understand why the flood had to happen and we we're getting a picture of that right now we're understanding um, where, a lot of these things have been, become corrupted and we still see that in our society today.
2: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, I I just enjoyed the discussion and the, the relevance and how this is just not some history book or some, you know, just scripted story. This is something that's, that's timeless and we can see how it's not something that just came and gone. It's still here today. It might have different names attached to it or different masks, but it's still here. So I think, you know, we might have some people might have thought we went on some rabbit trails, but every single bit of it was relevant to the topic and how it applies today. I thought it was a good discussion. Mm -hmm.
3: There's nothing new under the sun. True story. And if this is the beginning of time, we're just
0: repeating it. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. And
2: speak life
0: and
3: keep digging hey guys thanks for listening to the dig bible podcast don't be like a county worker get in that hole and dig some. check us out on facebook twitter instagram and check out our youtube channel see ya